It's like this robot, this computer is working really hard to solve this problem. And the result of all of that sweat is this block of Bitcoin. So Bitcoin's like this crystallized robot sweat. It's like this energy currency because it takes electricity to mine the thing. So you've got this like stored energy value that's in Bitcoin. Now that you've got that, how can you take that and recycle it? How can you take that and make it a productive asset? Welcome to Airdrop, the show that's going to help you understand what NFTs are, how they work, how to use them, and all that good stuff. I'm Rawion, and I'm here with my friend Phosphorus, and today we're going to talk about mining. Today we're talking with Bowtie Muneeb, who is part of the Savita Mining Guild. Bowtie Muneeb is here to walk us through how mining cryptocurrency works, since the Savita Mining Guild works on mining city coins, both for Miami and New York city coins. And since NFTs and DeFi are all built on top of crypto, we kind of thought it was important to highlight how this whole thing works. Right. If you don't know what city coins are or how cryptocurrency mining works, don't worry. We brought this guy in because he's like really smart and can explain this stuff really well. Yeah. When we met him in Miami at Bitcoin Unleashed, we were just like blown away how we could explain this stuff. And Rallyon, you were like, we have to have him on the show. Right. And also, he took us out to a really nice dinner, so we kind of owed it to him. <laughs> well, here it is. Here's the episode for you. Today, we're going to dive into one, how Bitcoin mining works, two, how mining stacks and city coins work, and three, how you can start pooling your money together with other miners to win some blocks. And a whole lot more. Also, if you like helping people out for free, you can do so by rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to make sure you're up to date with what we're doing with Airdrop, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Airdrop Show. All right, let's drop in. All right, so today we have Bowtie Muneeb on the show. Let me guess, this is not your real name. Your parents did not name you Bowtie, right? <laughs> they did not. That's correct, man. Okay, so you're like us. You're using a pseudonym. That's awesome. So let's just go to a break down the question right away. We're talking about cryptocurrency. Can you explain how mining cryptocurrency works in the most simple language possible? Sure. There, there's a lot of different types of blockchains out there that have different mechanisms for mining, right? So you have like proof of stake with Ethereum, you have proof of work with Bitcoin, but you know we're building on the Stacks blockchain. So I think it makes the most sense to start with talking about Bitcoin. So at, a, at the simplest, like most high level that you, know, you could possibly describe it, effectively miners, they have this hardware. And with that hardware, they're effectively spending electricity for the opportunity to potentially mine a block of Bitcoin right? So the cost is the cost of the hardware, the cost of the electricity, and the potential reward is the Bitcoin that, that, that you mine. Okay. You said proof of stake and proof of work. Can you describe what those two are? What's the difference? Yeah. So with proof of work, the idea is that like you have to prove that you know, you've put in some effort for the opportunity to lead a block, right? And so with Bitcoin, like you're trying to solve this really difficult cryptographic puzzle, and the miner that first solves that really difficult cryptographic puzzle is the miner that successfully mines that block. Um, and that, you know, that puzzle is quite difficult. 
and that requires the spend of a significant amount of electricity. With proof of stake, it's more like you know you uh, can stake your you know like you can stake your Ethereum for instance, and that gives you the opportunity to potentially like validate and win blocks that way. So it's a little bit it's a little bit different. The, the the upside to the proof of work model is that it really, I think it highlights, should say it highlights, it requires investment from the, like on the, on the side of the, the miner, right? Whereas with, with proof of stake, it does require investment in the sense that you, you know, you have to, you have to stake a certain amount of capital and that capital is at risk. You know, similarly with Bitcoin mining, like you have to buy the Bitcoin hardware, you have to spend the electricity and that capital is also at risk. But with proof of work mining, it's such that like the leader election of those blocks takes place based upon like the work that you put in, right? So if you have like 10% of all the mining hardware and you're spending, you know, 10% of all the electricity that's spent to mine a block of Bitcoin, then you have like a 10% chance of mining that block of Bitcoin, right? So it's a little bit different. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. This is why we (laughs) want to talk to you because this stuff is fundamental to all the other stuff built on top of it. All all of our fun profile picture NFTs, it all comes back around to this, right? Yeah. So basically for Bitcoin, the proof of work situation, that, that means like I put in the money to buy this computer that's going to solve this problem that's going to allow the Bitcoin network or whatever to run for that next block, which is like the block as in blockchain, right? That is what earns me the right to make money when my machines do the thing properly. Is that, is that it? That's it. And, you know, through that process, those miners are also, you know, selecting which transactions get included in a block. So, you know, there are nodes on the network that communicate, you know, the various transactions that are taking place to all the other nodes on the network. And those miners themselves are nodes, right? And so they construct a block of transactions. And that block is ultimately what that miner is trying to settle on the blockchain when they mine a a block of Bitcoin. Okay. Now we're getting to it. Because like when I go and I mint that NFT and I just am a big cheapo with my miner fee, right? Like with the gas gas fee, I'd like the minimum possible thing. And other people are putting in more money to that fee. That's why mine is taking so long because the miners want the transactions with the more money in them, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if you're a miner and you're you're mining optimally, right? You're going to want to prioritize those transactions where the fee is higher, right? Because that person's effectively demanding priority access to the blockchain. Gotcha. It's literally it's just like all falling into place in my brain as you're explaining this. It's good. This might sound like a super newbie question, but that's what we do here. We ask the stupid questions, right? We're, we're talking about mining Bitcoin and now I understand it's like solving this problem, but like, how does that work? Where's the Bitcoin coming from? I know I can like go to an exchange and buy it, but that's like after it's been mined and that whole concept is really confusing to me. Do you have any way to like explain how does mining the actual Bitcoin work? Right. So if you solve that cryptographic problem and you're able to lead that block, then the network generates this Coinbase reward as a miner, right? And you receive that Coinbase reward, right? So if you successfully mine that block, the network, like the the actual software itself will say like, okay, now this particular Bitcoin miner address is entitled to this block of Bitcoin. That, that's just been mined, right? And I think the 
reward right now. I can't, I'm like, like off the top of my head. I think it was like six and a quarter Bitcoin or something like that. Let's Google it. Do, 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 do. Six and a quarter Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every every single block, six and a quarter Bitcoin are mined, right? And so like, you know, given a current Bitcoin price of like 40K, you're talking about a little bit more than $240,000 per block of Bitcoin, right? So you can imagine like the, you know, the capital that's gone into mining Bitcoin is quite a lot, right? Because every single block is $240,000 of value that's just issued to whatever miner successfully leads that block, right? Woohoo! Big, big money, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lot of money. I just, you said all those numbers, and I think I just like blacked out a little bit on how much <laughs> money that's on. And we know that Bitcoin's only going up too, right? With like, so with over like 90% of Bitcoin already being mined here in 2022, is there, I feel like we're a little late in the game to jump in on this, this action, specifically with like Bitcoin. Is there other places we can jump in mining wise? Like, how can we get on, get in on some of that action? Sure. So, so Stacks is a fantastic example of a place where you can, you know, you can jump in on mining. And what's really amazing about Stacks is that it's effectively taking, you know, the way that, so Patrick Stanley, he's a, you know, a pretty big name in the Stacks ecosystem. And I, I remember he once described Bitcoin as crystallized robot sweat, right? So it's like this robot, this computer is working really hard to solve this problem. And, you know, the result of all of that sweat is this block of Bitcoin, right? So Bitcoin's like this crystallized robot sweat. It's like this energy currency, right? Because it takes electricity to mine the thing, right? So you've got this like stored energy value that's in Bitcoin. Now that you've got that, how can you take that and recycle it? How can you take that and make it a productive asset? That's the idea behind stacks, right? It's like, how can you take you know Bitcoin and recycle the energy that's gone into mining that Bitcoin in an economically productive fashion, right? So I like to think of like stacks as like the engine and Bitcoin as like the fuel, right? So through this proof of transfer consensus mechanism, which is what stacks is built on, what happens is as a stacks miner, you take Bitcoin and you bid that Bitcoin to mine blocks of stacks. And your the probability of you successfully winning a block of stacks is directly proportional to the size of your bid in Bitcoin, right? So what does that mean? That means that if you, if let's say the, you know, blocks are going for, you know, 2.6 million Satoshis per, per block or something like that, right? If you go in and you're, let's say you're half that bid, you're 1.3 million Satoshis out of that 2.6 million Satoshis, you have a 50% chance of winning the next block of stacks that's mined. Right. That's effectively what that means. Right. So by doing that, right, you can take that Bitcoin and you can distribute it to stackers on the Stacks ecosystem side and create like this new token, Stacks, that can be then used as gas for Bitcoin apps effectively. Right. Because the whole idea behind Stacks is that you have this blockchain that has read access to the Bitcoin blockchain. So you can read Bitcoin state and eventually, hopefully, ideally down the road, eventually write to the Bitcoin blockchain, right? So the idea is like, how can we add smart contract capability to Bitcoin? How can we use that Bitcoin, that native Bitcoin in a fashion that is decentralized, non-custodial, everything moves on chain on the Bitcoin side, but you can still use like smart contract operations, right? So you can start building really complex things. You can build like DeFi on top of Bitcoin, 
You know, you can build NFTs on top of Bitcoin. You can build all kinds of different things on top of Bitcoin. You know, that's the idea behind Stacks. It's like, how do we take Bitcoin's crystallized robot sweat, that energy currency, that stored energy value, and convert that into real productive economic use, right? Gotcha. I think I understood most of that. Yeah, same. <laughs> so, so let me give you the analogy, right? Yes, please. With Bitcoin, you take electricity, you bid electricity to mine Bitcoin. With Stacks... You take Bitcoin, you bid Bitcoin to mine stacks, right? And then with city coins, which is what Saimita Mining's business is built on top of, you take stacks, you bid stacks, you mine city coins, right? So it's just kind of like this constant cycle, right? It's like a fractal, right? You start with electricity, you turn it into Bitcoin. You start with Bitcoin, you turn it into stacks. You start with stacks, you turn it into city coins, right? So stacks is like a first derivative of Bitcoin. City coins are like a second derivative of Bitcoin. Okay, this is the whole layer one, layer two thing that people talk about. Yeah, well, kind of, right? So right now, City Coins operates on top of the Stacks blockchain, so it's kind of the same layer. But at this point, it's like relatively trivial. Not, I shouldn't say that. There are these things called app chains that can be built on top of the Stacks blockchain that effectively allow for like almost having like a separate blockchain, right? So you could like have your own city coins blockchain. If enough transaction and enough transactions and enough transaction volume were taking place to justify that, you could easily create this thing called like an app chain where now all of a sudden you have a different set of minor software, a uh, different set of node software, right? Specifically for something like city coins. And you could have like a separate network, but it ultimately settles on top of stacks, right? And then that stacks, like any transactions that take place on stacks ultimately settle on top of Bitcoin. So it's almost like this recursive settlement process, right? Like you have stacks that settles on top of Bitcoin. You have city coins that settles on top of stacks. You know, maybe at some point, you know, another chain is built and you have something that settles on top of city coins. And you could just keep doing that, you know, forever in perpetuity and get this really unique scalability, right? Yeah, that's amazing. I think that leads us into talking about city coins and the possibilities with that because from the little that i understand and i really want to understand more there's so much that can happen with the idea of city coins outside of even what we were just talking about right with like creating value there's so much that you can do just with the concept of a city having its own like cryptocurrency type thing so can you talk to us a little bit more about city coins? We know it's currently you have Miami and New York city coins, right? Explain to me like how that actually works. Yeah, absolutely. So, so city coins are uh, a new web three protocol that enable a new funding mechanism and create an open source ecosystem of developers for the world's greatest cities. Okay. So what does that mean? That like the way that City coins come into existence is through this mining process. So as I mentioned, you know, spend Bitcoin, win stacks, spend stacks, win city coins. So the way that the mining process works with city coins is that 30% of all of the minor bids are effectively reserved for the city's wallet, right? So let's say a block of city coins is going for a hundred stacks, right? 30 of those stacks, 30% of that total that is reserved for the nominal city, right? So if it's Miami coin, it's Miami. If it's New York City coin, it's New York City. They get 30% of all of the proceeds that are deployed into mining. The other 70% go to stackers of the city coin, right? So if you own some Miami coin or if you own some New York City coin, 
just like with stacks, right? With stacks, you can stack your stacks and you could earn a yield denominated in Bitcoin, right? So, and which is in and of itself, like totally breakthrough, novel, amazing technology, right? The fact that you can stack an entirely separate cryptocurrency that on the surface probably doesn't look to anybody like it has anything to do with Bitcoin. And you can have a Bitcoin yield delivered directly to your Bitcoin wallet. That's mind boggling. That's, that's beautiful, right? Citicoins takes that same idea and says, okay, if you stack your Citicoins, because Citicoins are mined via this proof of transfer mechanism where stacks is transferred to mine the Citicoins, if you stack your Citicoins, then you can earn a portion of the stacks that are used to mine Citicoins, right? So 70% of all the stacks that go to mine Citicoins go to stackers, right? So 30% go to the city, 70% goes to the stackers. So, you know, you can hold this token, earn this yield denominated in stacks. And then once you've got those stacks, you can stack those stacks and earn a yield denominated in Bitcoin, right? So now you've got, you know, these yield generating tokens where you can just from the simple act of like owning them and stacking them, you can create this diversified portfolio with Bitcoin stacks and city coins. And the other beautiful thing about that is that city coins give cities access to blockchain tools. It gives them access to a crypto treasury, which is really important. Like you can imagine like the city of Miami, let's say they want, you know, they want Bitcoin exposure. They go to their voters and they say, Hey, we're going to buy Bitcoin. Their voters, their voters are probably going to say, why the hell would you buy Bitcoin? Like, why would you do that with our taxpayer dollars? How are you going to fund this? Right. Voters are not going to be a big fan of that, right? Like it doesn't make sense, a lot of sense for like cities to hold investment assets on their balance sheet, you know, they're like bought with tax dollars unless they're like, you know, funding like a city pension or something like that, right? But, you know, aside from that, like there's there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of instances where it makes a lot of sense for the city to take taxpayer dollars and go and buy something like crypto, which, you know, effectively kind of excludes cities from, you know, the crypto market altogether, which is a little bit sad, right? So city coins, the whole idea is like, let's airdrop cities, a crypto treasury. And now that they've got these stacks that they, that they have generated through the mining process, they can stack those stacks and they can earn a Bitcoin yield, right? And so you've already seen some like adoption like take place here. You've already seen some traction here, right? So the city of Miami, they decided to claim their crypto treasury and then they sold five and a quarter million dollars worth of those stacks to fund rental assistance for low-income individuals in the city of Miami. On top of that, they also said that they were going to stack what was left of their, you know, their stacks treasury, and they were going to earn a Bitcoin yield, and they were going to pay that Bitcoin yield as a dividend to their citizens, right? So what, is, what has Citicoins done in this situation, right? Citicoins has, Citicoins has proven some adoption by getting the city of Miami on board. Citicoins has proven that this money is real, Right, because it's already a portion of it's been sold, a portion of the stacks have been sold and used to fund this rental assistance. And then on top of that, like Miami has this plan to onboard all of their citizens to Bitcoin. Right. So now all of a sudden, like, you know, Citicoins is almost like this huge Bitcoin marketing machine, right? Or this big Bitcoin onboarding machine, right? Because it's gonna potentially onboard like four hundred thousand people to Bitcoin. Holy cow. That's a lot of people. Pretty big deal, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So cities sign up for this. Obviously, in a, in a previous life, I used to work for city governments. This is tied closely to... Because there's a lot of problems cities need to solve, and it's hard to do this. But if they have the extra cash via 
the you know city coins, it would make things a lot easier to do these projects that are desperately needed for the city. So my question, how did you get involved in this? What happened? What's the story there? <laughs> it's a great question. I really got like deeply uh, interested in stacks, like February, March of last year, 2021. And back then, all you could do, uh, like the only thing that you could really do with your stacks was to just stack it and earn yield. Which, given the fact that that yield was denominated in Bitcoin, to me, it was just like, this is this is beautiful, right? Bitcoin is how I first learned about crypto. It's, it's always going to hold a special place in my heart. And I do believe that it is probably the most revolutionary technology ever in the existence of humanity, right? Like, this is a pretty big deal. Wow. Especially, well, especially given like, you know, it, it's also timely, right? Because it, you know, it was launched during the 2008 financial crisis when bank solvency was like a real concern. And even today, especially today, actually, right? Given the massive amount of money printing that's taken place by federal governments around the world, especially the United States, now you have like this super highly inflationary environment, right? Where, you know, inflation's in the double digits, like real inflation, if you don't look at like, you know, the massaged government numbers um, because their data collection and like their process for doing that is is very suspect to be completely honest. You know, but like if you actually go and look at like true inflation, especially for people on the lower end of like the economic ladder, like the cost of fuel is up double digits. The cost of food is up double digits percentage wise. The cost of transportation is up double digits percentage wise. Like there are a lot of things where, especially if you don't have like investment assets or something like that, like outside of like luxury goods and things like that, like the day to day, like shelter, food, energy, those things are up double digits, right? So how do you protect yourself against that inflation? Well, if you know, if you can save in Bitcoin, right, there's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin. How do we get to this topic? How? Yeah, we we're talking about how we we're talking about how I got involved in stacks, right? <laughs> so I got involved in stacks because like I'm a huge like Bitcoin centrist, right? Like I really believe in in the thesis behind Bitcoin, and I believe in the technology, and I believe that it's the future. And you know, I also recognize that there's value to like smart contract platforms like Ethereum, right? You know, the market says that there's value there, right? Because it's got something like somewhere between two hundred and four hundred billion dollar market cap. Mm-hmm. There's real value there. How do we bring that value to Bitcoin? I looked at a lot of other projects that were building in the space, you know, like RSK, you know, they're doing some interesting things. I think Syscoin is like a side chain. You know, there are a few other ones like Lightning is Lightning is pretty cool. But Stacks is the only one that I think has like the real potential to bring smart contracts to Bitcoin Um, and to do that in a very rapid fashion. And so, you know, I, I, I started buying Stacks. I started stacking my Stacks to earn that Bitcoin yield. And then the very first project to launch on the Stacks blockchain that I remember, the one that, you know, that had a token that I was like, hey, let me go and buy this token. Let me get access to this token. It was CityCoins. Miami Coin launched in August of last year. And I remember thinking, like, how do I get access to this thing, right? I can't go and buy it on exchange because it's not listed there yet. So the only way to get access to it was to mine it. And, you know, I didn't want to put like that much money in, you know, because it's like, it's, you know, everything's pretty speculative in crypto. You know, I wanted to put like a decent amount in, but like I wasn't sure the best way to go about that. So I started seeking out a community that was doing this and I came across the Saivita Guild. And, you know, the Saivita Guild was founded by this young developer. His name's Asteria. And he, uh, you know, he effectively like built this developer community. Saivita Guild was like one of the first communities in the Stacks ecosystem. And so I got involved in that community because they were putting together a Miami coin mining pool. 
And I was like, this makes perfect sense, right? Like I would rather pool my capital with other people to improve our chances of my successfully mining Miami coin. Because if you do it on your own, it can be pretty risky, right? Like, especially with Miami coin, I think early block bids were like 500 stacks per block. I was thinking about putting in, you know, like a couple of thousand stacks, right? So if I put in a hundred stacks on that, like if I did like a hundred stacks per block or something like that, and the total bid is 500 stacks, I've got a 20% chance of winning. I also have an 80% chance of losing all my money, right? And that to me was like unacceptable. Like I can't do that. Like that doesn't work for me. Yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants an 80% chance of losing their money. That's a bad bet, right? But if you pool your capital with other people that are trying to do the same thing, they're trying to mine these city coins, then your chances improve, right? Because then you can bid across many, many, many blocks. And over time, over enough blocks, you know, if you bid like say, you know, if your bid is like 20% of the total bids, over enough blocks, statistically, you're going to average out to something that's close to 20% of the blocks won. And so that was kind of how I got involved in mining. You know, Asteria was operating the pools to begin with. And then I think he, you know, he had a lot of other things going on. So he needed to take a step back. And I have a, a background in traditional finance, specifically fixed income portfolio management, which is like, like bonds effectively. And so I was like, you know, I, I manage capital for a living. I can do this, you know, I'll, I'll charge like a 1% fee and we'll, you know, we'll get this thing going. And the demand for Miami coin and New York City coin was, was pretty large early on, especially when block rewards were higher. And, you know, we moved like seven and a half million dollars worth of volume into mining city coins. Holy cow. Okay. Who is mining this? Is it Miami citizens? Is it New York citizens? I think it's people over the world, right? It's people all over the world. Yeah. You know, we've had a lot of conversations with our pool participants and, you know, it's everybody from like Belarus to, you know, the UK to, you know, there's a, a large contingent of folks from like Korea and Japan. So like just all over, all over the world, people are, you know, people are interested in this technology and they were like, we want access. We want to go ahead and, you know, test this out. And so, yeah, we aggregated volume from all across the globe. And, you know, what we found is that like, for the most part, most of the miners that we've talked to, most of the people that have been in our pools, they're like, like young to like middle-aged professionals. Like they're people that have like, you know, like they're software developers, like ex-finance guys you know, just like across the board, just working professionals that, that are interested in, you know, upgrading civic technology and upgrading civic engagement and giving cities the tools necessary to innovate. Okay. So I'm going to try to not tell you how it is, but I'm going to try to like, see if I can repeat it back to you. So you put in money to a pool, which mines city coins from people all over the world. Global people are all putting their money in. They're pulling it together. Money from all over the world is getting funneled into Miami and they're getting 30%, you said? They get 30% of all of the proceeds that go into mining, yeah. Right. So that's way better than property taxes in order to get stuff done. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, it is, right? It's an elective system, right? Whereas like, it, it, it's not just an elective system, right? Because you know, like with taxes, typically it's like, it's not elective. Like you, you have to pay your taxes or like the tax man's going to come to your door, file a lawsuit against you or send you to jail. Right. Like, you, you know, you don't pay your taxes. Like the government's going to come bang your door down in this instance. Right. Not only are you like helping fund a city, but you also get this token in return, right? This token that represents equity in the city, right? Like you have some upside, right? So if Miami is able to, you know, successfully develop utility around Miami coin, 
then all of a sudden Miami coin becomes like a much more attractive investment and the value goes up. And now, even though you've quote unquote paid your taxes to the city of Miami, it's not like you don't get anything in return, right? Like, and it's not like you don't get anything in return with normal taxes, right? Like, I mean, you get, you get clean water and parks sometimes, you know, sometimes. Right. Right. But like, you know, is there a better way of constructing that system, right? Like does city coins, is that like a more, you know, accretive way to do things, right? Where people electively decide to mine this, this, this token, it funds the city through the proof of transfer light mining process. They get a 30% portion of all of the mining proceeds. Now that they've got this, they can go out and, you know, invest in the city and, and create more value for the citizens of, of Miami. Wow. Dude, this is so cool. Like, there's so much to this. I'm so glad we've been able to have this conversation. I mean, we we're not we don't want to take up all your time. So before we let you go, I just want to ask, like, all right, now that I've I've started to actually get a grasp on how mining works and how all this stuff is happening, if I want to get involved, right? If I want to get started with Saivita or just with mining in general. What do I need to do? Like, what are my first steps to getting involved in this whole thing? Yeah. So step number one, you need to you need to have some stacks. So you can get stacks if you download the Hero wallet. You need the Hero web wallet. So um, you can find that at Hero, H-I-R-O dot S-O. And if you go there, you can install a browser extension. So they have it for Chrome or Brave or Firefox. You install that browser extension. And then within the wallet, you know, you open it up after you, you know, create a secret key and all that stuff. There's a buy button, and these days, thanks to MoonPay, you can directly purchase stacks with like a credit card. So you can just fund your wallet with a credit card. Now that you've got stacks, that's awesome. You can go to our website, which is at SivitaMining.com, and you can connect your wallet. And then there's a pool page. So if you go to the pool page, you can contribute stacks to either the Miami Coin Mining Pool or the New York City coin mining pool. And both of those have a 40 stacks minimum contribution, which is, okay. you know, I think that's like $40 worth of stacks given the current stacks price. Right. Yeah. And if you want to know more about that, I'm writing blogs on how to get your first hero wallet and how to buy stacks for the first time, because it can be a daunting process if this is your first time, but this is a very easy way to get into the mining system. What was the website one more time? Saivita Mining, S-Y-V-I-T-A. Mining, M-I-N-I-N-G dot com. All right. We'll have links in the description where you can find all that. 40 stack minimum. Just give me a relative time. If I were to put 40 stacks in, what, this is obviously not financial advice. How long would it take? What am I kind of getting back in that? Yeah, that's a good question. So we mine in blocks or we mine in like half cycles. So one cycle is 2,100 blocks. One block is roughly 10 minutes. So 2,100 blocks is like roughly two weeks, call it, right? So wow. we mine like one week at a time. So your your stacks would be slowly deployed over the course of a week. And then as we win Miami coin blocks or New York City coin blocks, we, we claim them through the smart contract that, that manages the mining. And then we release them to our pool participants. So you can just go to our website. After you've submitted your stacks, you can just check in periodically and you can claim whatever city coins mining rewards we've won. And then what do I do with the city coins that we've then get distributed back to me? You stack them. Come on, somebody. So you... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you stack them. So we also have a place on our website where you there's a stack tab where you can go and select the amount of Miami coin or New York City coin that you'd like to stack. 
the number of cycles that you would like to stack for. So again, cycles are about two weeks in, in time. And then after every cycle, again, as a stacker, you're entitled to 70% of all of the mining proceeds that are spent over the course of that two weeks. So that's what you would do. You would stack it so you can earn a yield on your city coins. Okay. And, and you, that yield comes back to be stacks, right? That yield is denominated in stacks, right? So now all of a sudden you can start kind of like, let's say you put in 40 stacks, you stack your city coins from, you know, what you won from mining. And now all of a sudden you start earning those stacks back, right? But you also have the city coins token as well. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, it's that I'm going to stop it right there. You did the one, two, three, what to do. If people want to find you and learn more about that, where, where can people do that? I'm on Twitter, Bowtide Maneeb. I'm at Bowtide Maneeb. That's it. That's the only place you can reach me. I'm just kidding. I'm also on Discord. I'm also as Bowtie Maneeb. You guys can also visit the Saivita Guild Discord and hit up the Miami Coin or New York City Coin channels. The link for that is discord.gg backslash Saivita, S-Y-V-I-T-A. And that would be the best place if you were new to dive into, ask all the dumb questions and people will help you, guide you along the way. Absolutely. I, I would also encourage you, you know, if you're interested in City Coins, to join the City Coins Discord as well. You can find the link there to, uh, on the CityCoins website, which is citycoins.co. We'll link all the stuff in the description below. Sick. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. This was so good. Ravian, what do you think? Yeah, I'm like restraining myself from going to join the Discord and like figure out how all this stuff works. It, I man. mean, not to just shill your stuff, you know, like it's awesome. It's a really cool project. It's a really can do a lot of good and, and make people money. It's, it's like, that's great. I'm about it. Absolutely. And just, you know, a couple of other things that I'd like to mention, if you guys don't mind, you know, there's a city coins 2.0 upgrade that's going live tomorrow, actually at 5 PM Pacific, Ooh. I think is the, the target time. And what that's going to do is it's going to, so if you look at the city coins price action since the launch of city coins, it's kind of gone one way, which is down, unfortunately. And a lot of that has to do with the uh, supply schedule of the token, the emission schedule. So, you know, given the way that the emission schedule was originally constructed, it was constructed to be almost exactly like Bitcoin's emission schedule. And, you know, the kind of the issue there is that especially early on, it's like very highly inflationary, like the inflation is like over 100%, which is not conducive to like having such a, a large amount of supply is not conducive to like a really stable price. And, you know, if you think about like Bitcoin, right, like Bitcoin has had like almost 14 years to mature at this point, right? With newer projects, it may not make as much sense to like, you know, wait for 14 years for the token to mature or something like that, especially when you're trying to build use case and utility with the token today. Right. So the emission schedule in this version two has been upgraded to, you know, kind of like reduce that inflation a little bit sooner to help stabilize the price. And then on top of that, part of the upgrade makes the token divisible, which is important for a few different reasons. But one of the primary reasons is that it improves compatibility with other exchanges. So it makes it more likely that other exchanges will list this token and, and improve liquidity for the token overall, right? For Miami coin and New York City coin. And then last but not least, there are uh, or actually two other things. They're like, 12 startups in the Stacks Accelerator that are working to build out utility for city coins. And there are a lot of great projects. You know, we've got everything from like DeFi to NFTs to Web3 gaming to uh, like decentralized city coins enabled internet, like Wi Fi, like public Wi Fi effectively. 
So a lot of great projects that are building. And then last but not least, there's also an ongoing effort to create CityCoin's DAOs. Now, this is a really interesting concept because the idea here is that right now the city of Miami has like full, in the city of New York, like they have full control over their crypto treasury. That's cool, right? Like cities in general are like, you know, city governments, I should say, are pretty slow to move relative to like tech companies, right? And so like the question is like, how can we take those funds and like iterate faster, right? Like how can we do a bunch of small experiments for utility to find utility uh, and see what works the fastest, right? So with the CityCoin's DAO concept, the idea would be that like you take a portion, if not all of like Miami's Stacks Treasury, and you allow people to make proposals to this kind of the CityCoin's parent DAO to fund different ideas, right? So like maybe somebody wants to build like a park, right? Or maybe you want to go and create like an app that fixes potholes that is funded with city coins or something like that. Like who knows, right? Like there's like, you know, any number of different ideas that could, that could potentially work out here, right? But the idea is that like token holders would then have a vote and would then have the ability to propose different types of projects that the city could then approve or disapprove spending those funds on. You get this scenario where you can start, you know, iterating faster and start, you know, finding and creating new utility for the for the city coins faster, right? And and also improve the lives, like the health, wealth, and happiness of the citizens faster. There's a lot there. That was a lot. That was a lot in the last closing little statements. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot going on. It's a very it's a very busy community, right? Like it's a very active and engaged in community, right? So you know, we've got the stack startups, they're trying to build out, you know, they're trying to build utility for city coins. And then we've got these city coins DAOs, right? And the city coins DAOs thing is like, it's, you know, it's still being, it's still being developed, but it's very promising. This is like V3, I guess, right? Or it's like the next version of city coins. It's like, you know, first you've, you've, you know, V1 is like, let's prove that this could work, that there's demand for this. Let's prove that, you know, you can get a city on board. Let's validate the idea. Let's create the minimum viable product. That's done. We've done that, right? Like V1, you know, Miami's adoption of, of city coins, the, you know, selling five and a quarter million for rental assistance, paying a Bitcoin dividend, all of those things. V1 use case, prove it, right? Now V2 is how do we take this idea and really start to create and add value for the city? Yeah, this is your, we are not a Ponzi defense, <laughs> right? We're not, well, we're not just yeah, taking yeah. your money so we can get more money, right? That's what a Ponzi scheme right. is. What you're saying right. is that like city coins has come out again. We, I was just going to say, it's only been around for a year. The next, who knows what's going to happen year two, three, four, five, as this goes on, right? You're talking about with the DAOs. I've heard, this is tangential, of course, but it's like, I've heard Orlando who will probably have the show at one point in time talking about how these new DAOs with city coins could kind of replace just like boards or city councils or probably not city councils, but like these different little boards of governmental authorities that talk about these certain things. So yeah, the new things are shaping and I think there will be more demand for city coins. There's rumor that people are petitioning Austin to get one. So there's going to be more of these as they pop up. So the opportunity is, is now to kind of take advantage of it before it kind of goes out of control, like, and then we're all kicking ourselves like we are with Bitcoin right now, saying I should have been mining it <laughs> earlier. And that's how I'm going to tie it all together at the end. Thank you so much, Bowtie Munib from the Savita Mining Guild. 
Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you too, Phosphorus, Ryan. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Airdrop. If you want to know more about CityCoin mining, we put everything you need to know in the description because, I mean, Bowtie Moody dropped a lot of links. And so we just made it easy for you. It's in the description. Yeah. And make sure to follow Airdrop on Twitter at Airdrop Show. And again, please rate and review the show because it really helps us get in front of more people and get more people to learn about the show so they can learn about NFTs. And remember, the files are in the computer. Oh, in the computer. Yeah. <laughs>